guys, I'm Steven. And I'm Dennis. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to our fourth syncast. Uh, before we start, I would like to remind you some things. Uh, we are currently live on Facebook and throughout the broadcast you can state your opinions and ask your questions. Now today we have two guests who can answer your all hard questions. So <laughs> you can bring it all. Please, then no hard questions. They, they will answer. Only easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> and we are uploading to our records to Spotify and YouTube. And we already uploaded the uh, first three episodes of Syncast. They are waiting for you. And now we can start. Yes, very welcome to our fourth and the last one with us as a host, Syncast. Um, here we are as a uh, Synchro Synergy team, the other side. You know Brunito all the time. Like, hello, from the first casting cast. And so, today our topic is uh, other side of ESC. Okay, why is the other side? So, uh, we always welcomed our friends who was as a volunteer before to make, uh, to make sure how you feel like, to share their feelings. But today we will have more formal information uh, more specific and uh, from there will be their perspective so if you're curious we are waiting for you at the comment segment and shall we introduce each other who yeah. wants to go first yes who me <laughs> okay Blanca. okay i'm blanca um, by profession i am a master of social pedagogy and at the moment i'm working in this beautiful organization synchronous energy croatia as a project and volunteer coordinator uh, hi, I'm Zvonka. I also work here as a coordinator in Synchrosynergy Synergy Croatia since uh, late last year. Okay, very welcome again. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So Thank we, we can start our questions, but don't forget you're mm -hmm. asking the questions, what you're curious about from the comments. We are waiting for you. Okay, would you go first? Yeah, let's go first. Mm, how and why did you start to work in Yout organization? Okay, for me, that's kind of a long story, so I will try to make it really, really short. Um, before Synchro, I had two other jobs. And after quitting my second job, I was in that um, part of my life when I was thinking what should do next. Uh, what job uh, should I have? Should I go somewhere abroad? Should I stay in Croatia? And with what kind of job would I be happy in the end? Um, in that time, I also discovered Erasmus Plus. And um, actually, thanks to my sister, Lea. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, she kind of gave me a push to, uh, to join my first Erasmus Plus project in Romania. After that, I went also to Poland. And with Synchro, I went to Spain. And after that project in Spain, uh, Synchro needed um, to employ another person for volunteering, I mean, for coordinating actually volunteers and projects here in Synchro. Um, and they needed someone who has some knowledge about Erasmus Plus, uh, some experience in that area, and also some professional background in social sciences. And that's actually how I came here to Synchro. And how about you? Uh, my story with Synchro um, is that I 
started going to Erasmus projects uh, way back in high school and then also continued during university. And this is how I uh, got to know the projects, but from the other other side, so to speak. Uh, so I was a participant or um, later a group leader. And in the last past um, three years, um, those projects were via Synchro. So Synchro was uh, sending me out on these projects, including the volunteering service. So last autumn, when they needed a member, um, they thought of me as I was working with them very closely, uh, going to the projects and also as a mentor. Nice. And, and yeah, um, let's go with what are the differences working in a yacht organization compared to your uh, past working life? Mm -hmm. um, my last job before this one uh, was in HR. So it is still some similarities like, you know, working with people very closely uh, from managing. <laughs> also, there is some administration work, but also just um, you know, human resources. And uh, that is something that I do find similarities in this work, but also this is not a corporation, so things go much more um, relaxed, so to speak. Uh, we have um, more fun maybe in this uh, relaxed outside and inside situation. So um, that is definitely the difference that I see here uh, working in an NGO versus uh, corporations. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, for me, working in youth organization is really, really different um, comparing to my previous jobs because my first job was um, in a county court. I was working in an office for victims and witnesses support. Uh, and there I needed um, to talk with victims and witnesses of criminal acts about the legal process. I needed to explain them how everything in the courtroom looks like. Uh, I was giving them a lot of emotional support. I was listening a lot of their um, life stories. Um, and in other job, I was actually um, working in children's home uh, with kids that, um, that came to children's home because, of, uh, because they had dysfunctional families. So the court decided that their families couldn't take care of them. So I was actually employed there and I was the one taking, <laughs> taking care Aww. of them. Uh, and working in this uh, NGO sector is totally different from both of my jobs. Like now I'm working with young people. At my first job, I was working mostly with grown-up people in also different, uh, totally different setting and environment. On my second job, I was working mostly with kids between six and 11 years old, something like that. And now I'm working more with, uh, with young people, like between, um, between 18 and, and 30 or 30 something. Yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have comments, but there's an issue that's not English. When <laughs> I translate Turkish, it's becoming so different. <laughs> Is that Croatian? Uh, yes. yes, this is Croatian. At first something uh, was wrong, something wasn't working, but, but Svetlana is saying that now everything is fine. Oh, okay. okay We're you. glad you <laughs> fixed. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm continue with the question. Do you like being a coordinator uh, for volunteers? How does that make you feel like? Yeah. Uh, Which one go first? Yeah, I can, I can start. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it um, 
very rewarding, I would say, back to the last questions that we mentioned, like working with people. Uh, here I have a much more immediate reaction to what we're doing with them. So um, we get to see everything they're doing and um, how does that make them feel? So um, for example, the workshops that they're currently working on in our current project change, um, we get to see the reactions immediately um, after they're done and also all the things and feelings they go through when they're preparing the workshops. So it's um, much more direct in this way. We get to help them directly. We get to see their happiness after that Aww. more directly, mm -hmm. um, be there for, for help and advice and anything they need. So I like that hands-on approach uh, that we have with them, especially in this last year that uh, lots of things have changed in the ways mm -hmm. of working for us. Fortunately, we still, with some changes, uh, get to have our work continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would totally agree with Zvonka. I would like to say it's really, really rewarding uh, being a coordinator and having this uh, this approach and this actually communication um, with with young people, with young people that are motivated, they are enthusiastic to do something uh, in their country, in their local communities, but also outside in some other countries like. Uh, like here when it comes to um, European Solidarity Corps where volunteers are coming for example here to Synchro and to volunteer in Zagreb so mm, I can say that I really really love this job uh, I enjoy doing it uh, of course it's not always easy there are some situations that are a bit stressful um, also now when it comes to COVID, we needed to change our activities a lot and a lot of activities got cancelled. So there are always some struggles, but but in the end, I would say it's really, really rewarding, rewarding and really nice to work yeah, in, in this kind of environment. That's very good. <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, you already answered, but have you had any uh, volunteering experience not, not uh, being coordinator? You mm -hmm. say it, and what about you, Zvonka? Oh, uh, yes, I did have my European Volunteering Service, uh, which I attended in 2018, and I was also sent by Synchro. So Synchro was my sending organization. Uh, I had my two months volunteering uh, in the Netherlands. Great. Is yes. this motivating you as working in an NGO? Uh, definitely, definitely. I um, learned a lot there, and I really wanted to see what's on the other side. <laughs> also, so um, I was very motivated to continue uh, being a part of the projects, but also to discover more how to be um, a coordinator or maybe even a facilitator one day. Yeah, both both sides is very good actually to experience that. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, from your perspective, what are the differences between long and short term volunteering? Mm -hmm. Well, short term volunteering is. Um, from two weeks to two months long and long-term volunteering is from two months to 12 months so we can say there is a huge uh, a huge difference between them I would say that um, short-term volunteering is really really good for people that maybe don't have time to join for um, some longer volunteering projects maybe for people that are working so they can use their, I don't know, two weeks vacation or something like that to take the opportunity to go abroad. Um, and also for people that are thinking to join some long-term uh, long volunteering, but they're not quite sure how 
uh, it will be for them. So this uh, short-term wanting opportunity is good for them to go outside, uh, to go abroad, to live somewhere else for, I don't know, two months, for example, and then to see how it works for them. And maybe after that, they can have a better perspective about how it is to live abroad and volunteer abroad, how it is to be without their families, be without their friends. Mm -hmm and uh, maybe to make a decision uh, for the future if they want to join some long, uh, longer projects. A kind of trial, the short one. Yes, yes. exactly. That's very good. Mm -hmm. And from you, from your perspective, what are the differences? Well, just to add on what Blanca already said, uh, I also think the difference is that in two months they are uh, usually a bit more structured, a bit more led by the um, coordinators that they mm -hmm. have. And in 12 months, uh, there is more focus on the personal projects. Uh, most of the time, of course, it depends from the project to project, uh, but people are way more independent and they also have a way, a bit more of uh, freedom in creating what they are doing in their projects. So uh, something that was given to them, but also to create something of their own. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hello guys from Spain. <laughs> yeah, Nika says something, but it's also not again English. So, is it? Uh, <laughs> it's hello in Dutch. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> okay. So we can go with the other. You want to continue? Yeah, I want to ask you, could you uh, tell some things about your, the projects that you coordinate or you organize uh, with some examples? I can start very shortly uh, mm -hmm. because uh, change is the first uh, one that I've coordinated as I have been only here for a few months. So mm -hmm. um, this is this is my beginning so far uh, and eight, eighth round of the project. So it's a project that has been in synchro for some time now. And um, this is my stepping stone to, to something more later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I can also say that changing the world from my neighborhood is actually the uh, I would say the most important maybe and the biggest project that synchro is implementing. We already had 80 volunteers uh, in this project and we also had different coordinators. At first it was Ivana, uh, also our colleague Im uh, participated in coordination of change. Uh, I was uh, the coordinator at some point and now Zvonka is coordinator uh, of change. Um, we had so far at the moment actually we are having eight rounds of 10 volunteers in this project. So it's a team volunteering project. Um, at the moment, I'm also coordinating the project of these two beautiful people <laughs> that are sitting next to me. <laughs> it's project uh, written by our uh, amazing partners from Turkey. And so I had a chance, thanks to uh, our uh, Turkish uh, colleague Irem, I had a chance to meet <laughs> these two <laughs> beautiful oh, people. Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for hosting and everything. <laughs> thank you for coming <laughs> and deciding to join. <laughs> Emotional moments in this video. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also. Uh, at the moment coordinating another project that is actually not volunteering project it's training course uh, in partnership with our uh, amazing uh, trainers Corina from Romania and Panayotis from Cyprus it's a project um, um, with the topic of mentorship in uh, in European Solidarity Corps so it will be 
um, so it will be actually focused on mentorship process in ESC and mentors will be able to join and to learn more and to develop their mentorship skills. Effective ones, yeah. I want to ask you, did you have any difficulties to manage it? And what was the reason behind that difficulty? Like the coordinator part mm -hmm. to managing or I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I have become a coordinator uh, during Corona times, so that mm -hmm. would be one obvious example because there have been lots of changes that we had to implement to keep the project going in these times and obviously it is making things uh, quite hard, much more hard to also for, for us and for the people coming here. There are um, difficulties in travel just to get here, let alone uh, some other things that we had to adapt from the measures we constantly have to check and respect uh for implementing the project here to the things that we have to take care for example the lockdowns in the countries which sometimes prevent people from coming to croatia there have been lots of changes and we we have to keep track of them all the time we have been in this for a year now but mm -hmm. there's always something new around the corner of course it's something mm -hmm. still something new i think even mm -hmm. though it's one year thing mm -hmm. yeah you always need to track what's going on what are the restrictions yeah mm -hmm. that's the most difficult part yes and for me i would totally agree with Tonka <laughs> again i would also say that the most difficult part is uh is connected to these actually COVID times um now it's it's way harder to uh, organize activities um especially during winter time yeah and we need to focus more on online activities and i know that a lot of people are um mm, are having the feeling that they they don't want to participate anymore because everything appears online lately in the last like year or last couple of months and during winter you can't even have outside activities because it's too cold outside um, one other thing uh, that was extremely mm, challenging for me is that um, by following the measures we can't have all of the volunteers at one time in our office because uh, there needs to be the exact number of people in um, in one space regarding how huge is that space and we have a lot of volunteers at the moment we have 12 volunteers um, so Celine Denise and 10 other volunteers that are participating in change uh, projects so um, it's it's a bit harder to have for example Monday morning meetings or or some other meetings where we need to where it would be really easier to have all of them and to talk to communicate all of them uh, at the same time and also just for the team spirit mm -hmm. it's very yes. nicer to have everybody definitely. together yeah definitely okay. to work on that group cohesion be between mm -hmm. themselves okay firstly hello Ilya and um, Bruna hi <laughs> question we are going with a little bit Facebook questions what would be advice, uh, your advice to someone who would like to work as a youth worker? Mm -hmm. Nice question, I like. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say um, try to be relaxed as possible. <laughs> uh, try to keep that uh, human touch. Uh, be friendly. 
uh, think not only about the project and about the activities that uh, that uh, needs to be done, but also about the perspective of volunteers, about how they feel, about um, do they need maybe some additional support. Uh, so I think there are actually a lot of skills that project coordinator needs to have and a lot of aspects of, of work that coordinator needs to think of. But in the end, yeah, be yourself, be friendly, be relaxed and be there for your volunteers. No, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for warning, Svetlana. I think it's correct. Maya asking, how do you choose people for projects? Do you have some criteria while choosing them? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, depends on the project, but mm -hmm. there, there is always a big number of uh, <laughs> criteria. So um, I have only been uh, a part of the selection for our project change. So um, first of all, we have 10 different countries per round. So this is also one um, major uh, category that we have to take care of. So um, some eligibility like age, country, so more um, know things that um, you apply with but then also in the interview phase we also uh, look at more of the background and the character and see how that will fit in the project as we have it for example in change you will be working with children so we are also looking for for this kind of uh, connection um, and also living closely with nine other people from nine different countries mm -hmm. and cultures so um, we're looking for someone who can then uh, find themselves in that. Yeah, I mean, of course, it depends on the description mm -hmm. of the project. Mm -hmm. So the, as a main things, this can be count. And do you mm -hmm. want to add something? Mm, no, I agree. I mean, it really depends from project to project and on the activities that organization wants to implement. Um, for us, I can say um, that we are having an interview with every person that is actually applying to participate in the project. Um, we are um, asking them some questions regarding the project activities, regarding their uh, previous experience and especially regarding their motivation because that is uh, in Very the end important. actually, yes, it, it's extremely important <laughs> when you're going to volunteer. So we also want to hear the other side, like why they would uh, like to join and why they would like to join specifically this project. Uh, and after that, we are having um, um, like a discussion in our team and we are going through all of the applications and then we are deciding um, who will come to volunteer. Yeah, that's the basic And sometimes process. I can also say that sometimes it's extremely hard <laughs> <laughs> and we struggle a lot. <laughs> And we feel really, really bad that we can't have more, more volunteers. But yes, sometimes you just need, need to choose one person and yeah. get over it. <laughs> yes. And hope that, that another applicants will find some other amazing opportunities, maybe in some other countries or maybe also in Croatia and Zagreb in some other organizations or in our projects in the future. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of opportunities, guys. Just keep yes. searching. <laughs> Check, check what there is. Yes, yes, agree. And I think we have one more question. Oh, yes. Juana asking, do you find your jobs to be rewarding and fulfilling? 
Yes, I think I already said that like <laughs> five times that, yeah, I feel <laughs> that being a project coordinator is really, really rewarding for me, like working with all these amazing, uh, amazing people that wants to do something in their life, that wants to meet other people, that wants to make change in the in their community or in um, in other communities, in other countries. It's it's extremely amazing and nice and, and it makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can only agree with what has been said because we have also mm -hmm. mentioned yeah. that at the beginning when we talked about uh, our job as coordinators that this is this is what makes us so happy here. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Would you like to say ask? Yeah. Um, let's talk about little uh, present. How COVID affect the projects? How uh, it's affect the works here? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Blanco already mentioned some of the restrictions, mm -hmm. for example, specific number of people allowed per square meter. This is also something that we have to be always mindful of. Um, we have also um, some limitations regarding the spaces where we can have our things. For example, as already mentioned, winter is a bit harder because we don't have outside mm -hmm. spaces for our activities as much as maybe during some other um, seasons and uh, closed spaces are very, very limited, uh, especially for this kind of activities that we are doing and our offices, of course, are not suitable for every kind of activity we would like mm. to do. So yeah. that is definitely one of the one of the everyday mm -hmm. things yes. we have to deal with. Although I can add that there are, there are also some positive sides of COVID because now we have, uh, there are actually pros and coins for that for uh, online activities now we have more online activities but that also means that we can have um, people from other countries that are participating in our activities yes. so a lot of our ex-volunteers are coming to join us to participate a lot of friends from volunteers um, their families, uh, for example. So it's really nice because in this way we can also reach uh, reach a higher amount of people uh, as participants in our activities. So yeah, <laughs> there is something that is good too. Yes, and regarding the, the bigger reach, we've had a similar effect with moving our workshops with children online Yeah, because we have been limited to Zagreb schools before mm -hmm. um, because that was what the, our project was about. But then when we were faced with the challenge of moving workshops online, the good thing that we haven't really thought of at first mm -hmm. was that uh, more schools could join because mm -hmm. all they needed was a camera and a good internet connection. Mm -hmm. So now we're working with schools all over Croatia. Yeah, uh, positive and negative sides comes yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> and also now we are here doing sinkers. Maybe it's also effect of COVID, yeah. right? <laughs> also, one more online activity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of questions. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> um, Olivia asking. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel uh, that your own USC affects you as a coordinator? Good question. Thank you. Uh, I think that uh, having that experience, I remember the things that I have experienced there, such as uh, who my mentor was and how my relationship was with them, who my coordinators were, how the project went. So while it is important to make a distinction because not all of the projects are the same, not all the sending organizations and receiving organizations are the same, it's still, um, I know how I felt and what I would want for 
myself, for example, in a way of uh, supporting of the volunteer and the activities and the conversations that you have with your mentor, with your coordinators, how to ask for what you need. And now being on the other side, it helps me understand the volunteers better. At least I hope so. Nika asking, okay, um, why, what don't you like about your job? <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I don't like administration, <laughs> like working with papers, with documents, scanning, <laughs> collecting. Yes, I, I don't uh, like so much that part of the job, but I think it's, it's necessary, definitely. Yeah, paperwork, being yeah. legal. <laughs> I agree, I agree with Blanca. It's just some necessary background work that is needed to keep the, the work running, but it's definitely not mm -hmm. among the favorite parts of the job. <laughs> I mean, everyone's dream. <laughs> Ivana asking, what's the key to choosing a project that suits you the best? Hmm. Yes. Mm. I think this is kind of interview evaluation thing. Why are you picking? Why are you interviewing? Do I know? Uh, I think uh, this question is um, going more towards like volunteers yeah. ah, yes. uh, perspective of everything. So when uh, correct us, uh, Ivana Maya, if <laughs> if we are wrong. Uh, like uh, you are asking um, how a person that wants to volunteer in some project, how they're choosing, how should they choose maybe a project. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yes, it's, it really depends on what you like to do in your life. What are your hobbies? Maybe uh, what is your profession? Um, I think it's the most important thing is the motivation like why you want to go maybe someone wants to go to a specific country because they want to learn a language uh, or what they want to learn more about the specific culture of that country uh, some people want to improve their professional skills so for example if um if a person is mm, i don't know a pedagogue for example maybe they would like to uh, to join some project where they have um, an opportunity to work more with kids to create some kind of workshops and similar um, maybe some people just want to go and to chill and relax and to go to some rural areas uh, like outside of the city where they are living <laughs> and the more at the moment to work more with plants with uh, with animals and similar so it really um, it's really different from person to person. I think uh, the most important thing is the motivation and what actually person wants to achieve uh, while while they are volunteering somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You want to add something? Oh, I agree. I think just that the description of the project is very important mm -hmm. because if you're motivated to go there, any challenges that come across, you know, it it will be easier to to handle this. Okay, I'm continued in a second. Olivia asking, why did you choose to start working with an NGO and with youth? Oh, questions keep coming. Oh yeah, this <laughs> answer, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yeah, Olivia is... Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I already said that I started uh, being involved more with Erasmus Plus projects 
and I discovered that uh, I really like the idea behind it. I really like the idea of um, of international projects, of going abroad, of meeting people that have uh, different cultural backgrounds, that have different um, life experiences. And I really, really believe in idea of um, of working with uh, with different uh, young people and thinking about creating better future and uh, some positive changes in uh, in well first local communities and then actually on more global level like on European level and also the whole world <laughs> level um, and yeah and then I discovered that. Uh, I really enjoy participating in this kind of project. I really believe in an idea behind the project um, and that I would like to, to work more within this area. Uh, for me, it is uh, the fact that I have been um, cooperating with NGOs, so volunteering for them, uh, being an ESC mentor for some time so that was always something that mm -hmm. I wanted to do it was just something that until recently I thought I would be doing as a side job to my actual job but now that I have managed to make it my reality I'm very happy with the development and also for just working with youth it is something that comes kind of with the territory but it is also something that I have always wanted I was also interested in becoming a teacher so this is also something very similar to that and I also come from a family with six children so this was kind of always my life <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense for me to to stay in this lane yeah we're, su we're suitable actually yeah and Ivana asking what were your job expectations versus reality mm -hmm. Yeah, how are you finding to be in coordinator? Uh, what did you think before you come yeah. here? And now what did you discover? It's, I mean, can you say this is not what I thought? Well, did you ever say that? I think um, that my expect expectations and reality were pretty similar. But the thing with, uh, with me is that um, in my before coming to work in Synchro, I had a lot of experience in working, uh, working with people because of my profession and because of my volunteering experience in local level before. Uh, so I already kind of knew, uh, knew how it is to work in NGO. I knew how it is to to create some projects of your own, to create some workshops, to create some activities and to work with, with groups of people. So for me, there weren't so many like differences. And you? you uh, same here. I, I never once said this was not what I expected. Maybe there were some little things that differed from what I thought, but nothing major, nothing major. It's still very similar yeah. to what I had in mind. So I mean, there, there is always something new that that pops out and that you need to learn or maybe some skills that you should develop like that is something that uh, you see when you start doing some job and in this work i think there is always something more <laughs> that you can learn and always some more skills that you can develop 
Um, so yes, I would say there there is always there is always something something more and something new. But in general, when we are talking about general like differences between expectations and reality, yeah, it was it was here some. Okay, that's okay. Nika asking, do you feel like your work has changed you to be better? I mean, yeah, being a better or what do you think? Did Definitely. you change? Really? Mm -hmm. I yeah, feel which like... Which area, like, what do you think? I would say all areas a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to limit that to just certain areas. Mm -hmm. Because as Blanca said, it always challenges you to, to learn more. And this yes. is what I like mm -hmm. about this sort of job is that you always have to uh, learn more and you never stop mm -hmm. growing. And if you want to stay in that lane, you always have to work on yourself constantly. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that this field is motivating you to, to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's very dynamic when you consider yes. this yes. and always self-improvement included. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 what's your perspective in this mm -hmm. question? Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I already said that there is a lot of stuff and being a project coordinator, it doesn't mean only one thing, like you have one activity that you need to do. There is a lot of stuff and a lot of areas where you can develop yourself and where where you can grow. So I think uh, I think there are a lot of positive changes <laughs> while doing this job. Iwana says, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own NGO? Oh, I like this question. Me too, but I haven't got there yet. So. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm I'm qualified to answer this. <laughs> observation, maybe tiny observation. I would say um, mm, prepare yourself to work hard, <laughs> to work a lot. Full time uh, job. Don't really lose time. your motivation. Uh, there will always be some struggles, uh, but in the end, you you would feel that uh, that everything comes to to um, really nice like I don't know everything comes to one place place yeah it's yeah. perfect <laughs> <laughs> um, and that uh, you are starting and as the time will pass and as you will be having more and more activities you will uh, feel that actually all the uh, struggles or maybe some difficulties that you had at the beginning uh, were actually okay and and you will feel happy that you went through all of them and that you can you can actually do something good for for people around you well, not from my own personal experience mm -hmm. but uh, you don't have to know it all and don't be afraid yes. to ask for help yes yes definitely that's a good one Maybe I can even consider. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia asking, if not start an NGO, advice for someone who wants to work in one. Well, that's something I mean, similar asked, to you for yeah. the yes. question. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We also answered this one. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's similar. You can also oh. check for more records. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, reach out to people you know already work there um, feel free to ask for for their mm -hmm. advice on how they started their journey 
and um, also reach out to the NGOs around you to see what they're working on and what field you would feel closest to. Nika says, volunteers come and go, that's dramatic. How do you deal with that? Are you still in contact with former volunteers? Yes. And sometimes it is really hard because you bond <laughs> with people <laughs> and uh, you're really glad to have them here. And um, you make uh, some kinds of connection and uh, you kind of get used to having them around and to talk with them and to uh, to prepare activities with them and also to spend uh, some of your free time with them. And so sometimes it is really, really hard when volunteers are going back to their countries. But uh, of course, uh, with uh, that we are keeping in touch with them. We are also seeing them now in some of our online activities. <laughs> so that is extremely nice. We also made. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and you too should uh, should come to our whole activity. Of course, <laughs> so I can see. Keep in touch. No <laughs> and also, I can say that a lot of them also wants to come back to Croatia, or to find a job in Croatia. So that is also nice, nice to hear. And we are always uh, telling our volunteers that they they are welcomed here, whenever uh, whenever they are coming. Um, is that for another volunteering project or only for traveling or if they are coming to work here to find a job or maybe to study here we always tell them that they are welcome to come here to organization to us and we are uh, happy to to see them <laughs> again mario asking did you ever face a situation where a long-time volunteer was feeling homesick and didn't adapt to the new surrounding, how would you handle with that situation as a project coordinator? Mm -hmm. Did you ever have this? Uh, me, no, because I am employed in Synchro for a year and a half. And um, I met four long-term volunteers and uh, as far as I know, nobody felt homesick. Mm, so, so far we really didn't have a problem with that. Like everyone enjoyed them, their time here and they want to stay more and they <laughs> were Healthy. thinking, yes. <laughs> and our long-term, uh, previous long-term volunteer, Madalena, uh, came back to Croatia to volunteer in another. Uh, ESC project short term uh, in Darovar, so I also had a chance to to see her again, which was extremely nice. Um, so yeah, I really can't say that we had problems with homesicknesses. Uh, but also, what I would like to say that if you are going to volunteer for a long period of time somewhere abroad, that doesn't mean that you can't go back to your families because I also know some long-term volunteers that are going back. Um, for example, if they go for one year of volunteering abroad, uh, they are going back for the for holidays to visit their families. 
so it's not like you're going for volunteering and you don't have any free time you also have some kind of vacations or holidays or free days so you can so you can go back but what is also important is that uh, you constantly talk to your volunteers um, you ask them how uh, how do they feel and if they say anything regarding that they don't feel okay that I don't know they miss their families friends something I think it is important to know that and to give them um, like as much su support as you can yeah you want to add something maybe just to go back to the short-term versus long-term uh, question mm -hmm. from the beginning mm -hmm. uh, that is why one of the advice that I give to people who are interested into venturing into this world is to try the short-term first if yeah. they're not sure how they're going to react because yes. in my opinion at least that will prepare them for the long term mm -hmm. better and then they can also see for themselves how fast for example in this question how fast they would get uh, homesick if at all so it's also a good thing to test themselves how good they would adapt in another country environment and to see if they're fit for for a longer mm -hmm. time yes. it's okay if they are it's okay if they're not mm -hmm. but i'm warning if you part be participant in a short term you cannot extend it as the same project so i mean decide good way <laughs> <laughs> so could you tell us about the projects you organized and coordinated with some examples, maybe? Um, I think we actually yeah. went through this question while talking about change and your project and also Forging yeah, Mentors Powers actually. project, so kind of... Yeah, yeah okay. I don't think there's, I, there's nothing for me that I can add to that yeah, question. Same. I don't know if there is for you. Yeah, you yeah. don't also have. Yeah. Okay, okay, we can continue. like. And how was the feedback of the participants in general? Uh, the feedback is that they want to stay more <laughs> here. I told you. <laughs> I told you. But yeah, most of the time when the project is coming to an end, everyone starts saying, oh no, I want to stay more. I want to join another project. When you will have another project? <laughs> we also have a lot of questions from ex-volunteers like when we will have some projects that uh, are involving <laughs> their country so they can come back to Synchro, back to Zagreb and Croatia uh, and that is really really nice to hear and we want to, to see them all again Aww. and also them appearing in our online events is also very nice to see because that also kind of is a is a sign that they liked it and they want to see what the people who came after them mm -hmm. are doing and how they're doing so that's also very nice yeah, these are so cute things. Oh, we have a question. Maya asking, do you have conflicts between volunteers and how do you handle those situations? Hmm. I didn't experience between like our thing. What did you had? Did you had conflicts? <laughs> <laughs> know about? I swear I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There was. Okay. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm offended. But did you ever really experience that like in a serious way, not jokey? Um, in the groups and in the projects where I was a coordinator, I can say that there really weren't uh, serious conflicts between volunteers. Did so you? yeah, as a coordinator, I don't have I don't have experience like that. 
there all there um there were some examples before uh when i was a coordinator and of course i think it's normal to have some kind of conflict yeah, especially um, when it comes to uh team volunteering project uh and when you have a lot of volunteers that have totally different uh, maybe not totally different but um but in some part they they have some uh, different perspectives and ideas on some um on some i don't know topics and different cultural uh, backgrounds and life experiences so i think it's totally normal to have some kind of um communication struggles and it's normal for people that they don't agree on everything and that they're not on the same page on everything because also world will be would be really boring place if everyone would agree and think the same uh what is important in that case is that you have really good uh, relationship with your volunteers so they trust you and they tell you what is going on uh and what is even more important is that uh is that uh through communication and honest conversation uh with everyone you're actually trying to solve and to see what can be solved and what can't be solved because there are also some um, situations maybe where the problem can't be solved um but there you can reach maybe some kinds of agreement like okay i can do this you can do this maybe that what uh, you will do is not exactly what i want to do but i can live with that and i'm okay with that so yeah i think there there needs to be really good communication process between everyone and a lot of honesty <laughs> would you like to add no i i agree i agree with everything that has been said um in some um erasmus uh, summits that invite the volunteers from the previous years i have had a chance to meet some of the volunteers who were the volunteers at the same time as i was and uh, i remember that some of those stories didn't end well meaning that they had to um, go home early because of the some things that have happened like that some conflicts so there is also a good way and a bad way these these things can can end definitely yes also i agree uh, luckily we didn't have this period so i'm very mm -hmm. happy actually exactly. <laughs> we were all good and okay, we are coming to the last question yeah let's take the last questions if we have more and we are coming to our last question yeah and we are also running out of time so yeah our last cliche question what is the suggestion <laughs> to um young people who never been participate before projects what is your advice go <laughs> <laughs> please go <laughs> go or come type or come yes mm -hmm. come to us <laughs> agreed agreed uh, just think about topics that interest you because that will definitely raise your motivation mm -hmm. to go any other uh, thing that you can have in mind for example the country that you would like to go in anything that could help you decide and then uh, mm -hmm. apply for projects yes uh what i would also like to add to everyone that would like to apply for uh this kind of volunteering project is that 
um, there you will always have support. There um, needs to be one organization from your country that is actually supporting organization. And then there is a hosting organization in some country that is actually implementing the project you're applying for. Uh, so you don't worry about anything. There are people who, uh, who know their job. Uh, who are working with volunteers for quite some time now, you can reach them, you can talk to them, you can reach the organization um, for um, which project you want to apply for, you can ask them questions, just don't, um, don't feel ashamed if you don't know something. There are people there that want to help you, that want to, uh, to answer to your questions. Uh, and also there will be people that will support you along the way, like from the beginning, from your preparation for coming to a volunteering project abroad, um, uh, during the volunteering process and also when you will come back to, to your home country. So don't worry, <laughs> just <laughs> look for the projects, find what suits you the best um and enjoy in the end enjoy and grow and develop new skills and gain more knowledge and uh i don't know uh, meet new people and have a lot of new <laughs> friendships <laughs> it will be really uh really amazing experience and for actually a lot of volunteers that went through this project a lot of them uh, say that it was also a life-changing experience and i really believe them yeah i also agree to that as i, I agree to. myself yes <laughs> <laughs> would you like to add well also the from the person? perspective of the volunteer it was a life-changing experience for me and it brought me uh to to where i work right now and everything that has changed since then so it is uh, in my life personally definitely a good move so i can just confirm everything blanca said because um, I haven't heard of anyone who ever regretted the move. Yes, we didn't. And I'm taking the last question from the comments. Are you employed? <laughs> Second. <laughs> Are you employed on a project basis or? Mm -hmm. uh, no. I mean, most of our uh, finances in an NGO we are getting um, thanks to the project that we are applying. Um, but we are not employed on a project basis, meaning that we have one project approved and then we have one person employed to work on that project. Is there anything that you would do differently in round nine? I like this one. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we looking forward. You. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to better weather and more outside events uh, because that yes. would allow us to have yes. more people in the same space. Sun. Yes, that's definitely something <laughs> I'm personally looking forward to. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm frozen. <laughs> okay. And the I next think... round is uh, upcoming events, upcoming project for Synchro. Do you have more projects for upcoming? Mm -hmm. At the moment, we are actually waiting for the new program guide to come out for uh, and. Um, um, for the time between um, 2021 and 2027 and uh, the deadline for applying new projects will be in May so we are actually uh, now 
um, in the time where we are thinking about new projects and about writing them and applying them and we will apply them in May and hope that they will get approved so we can uh, have a chance to meet more uh, amazing and nice and cheerful people. <laughs> of course, I believe that will come. Yeah. Okay, then. Yes, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, we have reached the fourth episode of Syncast now. And this means this is our, I mean, our, mine and Celine's, our last episode mm -hmm. with yes. you. But I think it will continue, this series will continue, right? Yeah, yes. the podcast. Yes, yes. So you can still have a chance without us, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it I mean, won't think be the about same. It. I can say it won't be the same. Oh. <laughs> the so, first and yeah. rem remarkable ones. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so happy if you learned some things, if you had fun and if you had good time with us. And I would like to thank you all who listened to us and who will listen. Thank you very much. And you can find our four Syncast episodes on our channels, both Spotify and YouTube. We upload it. Also, you can find from the Facebook again. Keep in touch for us. And um, I mean, Syncro's accounts for more. We were plus, as I said. <laughs> but I know you will enjoy the rest because, I mean, everyone in here is so full of energy and creativeness so I believe it will continue exactly the same so hope you maybe we can see each other together like as a guest in continued times who knows <laughs> we will <laughs> miss you so much yes and yes goodbye goodbye yeah. goodbye <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>